Welcome to the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. Now, here are the Friars. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever time of day it may be as you're listening to this. This is Brother Paul. I have taken over the podcast this week, (laughs) and Father Peter Teresa and Father Anthony will not be with us, but they will be missed. But I have the esteemed pleasure of being with a couple of men who have been with me almost the entire time. Yes. Uh, They have been in formation with me, uh, and it is my, once again, pleasure to introduce Deacon Elijah. Hello. Back down from the cold and dreary Detroit. The frigid place, yes. The frigid north. Yeah, nippy. Real cold. Back down to the land of sunshine. And also Brother Lawrence. Speaking of sunshine. Speaking of sunshine. Oh, my. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) We have Brother Lawrence with us, who has been living with me this past year. And I think think we've been together, I guess, one year. One year finishing the novitiate. So there's one year I haven't lived with you. Yes. But other than that, we've pretty much been together. Because even that, you're doing a pastoral year, but as am I. So we're still under the same roof. Yes. Very cool. Which has been very good and enjoyable and pleasurable. Yeah. I'm sure. And so we're blessed as we, this will come out after Christmas, but as of right now, it is before the fourth week of Advent. Mm -hmm. And all of the guys from Detroit are back down. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, A lot of ruckus in the house and just doing all the Christmas festivities. Yeah. So that's been really good. I've had to run the dishwasher a lot. <laughs> the dishwasher has been run a lot. <laughs> you forget, you would think that just a few more guys, the, the food consumption wouldn't change much. Oh, yeah. But the food consumption is kind of crazy. Well, you think every time you have a meal, there's nine plates. Yes, nine yes. And, and like, some guys use like two or three plates for yes. one meal. So. No, I was surprised just to, to call him out. <laughs> but I was like, I forgot Brother Damien eats this much. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's the same as me. <laughs> but, but he can put it away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me and like, him are the same. It's like six pounds of meat wasn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the kind of framework of this podcast will be a little free-flowing. But we're just going to talk to Brother Lawrence and Brother Elijah. Uh, particularly for, for Deacon Elijah, we'll be talking about kind of as we prepare for the birth of Christ, we look forward and hope uh, for our Savior. But Elijah also hopes this summer mm-hmm. that uh, he'll be ordained to the priesthood, which is a tremendous step. We're so excited. Yeah. And uh, we are very much looking forward to that day, that joyous day. And so we'll just kind of pick his brain, see what he's feeling, what he's going through. Oh boy. Yes. <laughs> and then we'll just talk to Brother Lawrence about his pastoral year. And uh, feel free to jump in at any time, but we'll just kick it off to Deacon Elijah. Yeah. So how's it going? It's going really well. What, so what are you doing right now for the listeners? Like what's a, what's a general thing you're doing right now? And then we'll go into the, the hopes for the future. I'm sitting in my chair and I'm playing <laughs> with my cord. And, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> um, so when I left off, I was just doing, you know, stuff around the parish up in Detroit. Um, so a lot of, you know, Sunday masses, preaching Sunday masses. We have some missionaries up there. So we've been doing some spiritual formation nice. with them. Um, that's been a tremendous blessing to me. Um, and then obviously just, you know, trying to do some studies. Had a really light semester. Um, so, you know, it's a little bit of, you know, you, you've heard of senioritis. Oh, for sure. So I, I call it deaconitis. You get the deaconitis. So it's it's kind of like, you know, have one more semester left and then God willing, we'll be done with studies uh, for hopefully forever. But we'll see. Yes, yes. Um, and so, yeah, it just feels really good. It feels really good to just kind of be coming closer and closer to the finish line here yeah. and 
down here spending some time with, with the brothers. So it's been good. No, it's great. No, it's great. I, I definitely recognize the, the senioritis. Yeah. I'm not even there yet. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm like, I'm still like sure. three years away from the priesthood, but I'm like, well, if they wanted to do it tomorrow, I think I'd be okay <laughs> yeah, with it. Yep, yep. So no, I can imagine it's hard to, to stay focused with it. Is there any particular classes that you've like really enjoyed this year so far? Anything like that? Is there anything that's been edifying? Um, you know, I, I, honestly, the um, some of the classes, there's a lot of overlap. Yeah. Um, some of it's good because, you, you know, um, repetition is is really important when you're trying to learn something and get it in your brain um there was actually a really good a, a good class I, I took um nature and practice of spiritual direction okay yeah and i really liked it because it um the way the class was pre presented was you know it goes over on some of the the um you know the spiritual tradi tradition of the church some of the you know, main players in that, John mm -hmm. Cross, St. Ignatius, St. Teresa mm -hmm. Babel. But it's it's also kind of a, a more practical kind of application, you know, how you can walk with someone in the spiritual life. Oh, that's life. cool. But then also, uh, and I think this is so important today, you know, we did look at other things like, you know, just like some psychology stuff. Yes, Which yes. is just like really important today. Like, um, you know, she was, you know, our our professor was even talking to us about how like, you need to be able to distinguish between like when someone's like going through a really intense, dark spiritual experience or if they're just like depressed. Yes. Yes. You know, um, because you're not helping anybody if they're just depressed and you're telling them all these things. And it's like, if you're spiritualizing something that's very much bodily, for sure. It's outside circumstances. Yeah. yeah or well, like there's just certainly. some really deep trauma or wounds or something like that. Yes. And they don't know how to even bring that to the Lord or, or how to process through that, you know? So, yeah. So, so, so things like that are, are very much, um, important, you know, to me and obviously for everybody, but just thinking about, you know, the, the ministry that we'll be doing here and just how to yes. kind of walk with people. So that but was really you, enjoyable. Yeah, no, to, to definitely to, to be able to distinguish between like what, like someone's trauma and how that's influencing their prayer life yeah. and then be able to like kind of to go underneath that and figure out what are those core wounds to bring about like a real kind of holistic healing. Yeah. And to your point too, like there's been, we take the good that, that psychology and, and counseling can give us and mm -hmm. use that too, you know, really a holistic view of the person. Yeah. You know, that's really important. Yeah. So, and then have you been doing any of the practicum classes? So have you been? Yeah. So the practicum classes, which are, they're basically classes where you do like dry runs of different sacraments. Yes, yes. Um, I did, <clears throat> I haven't had any this year. Okay. So I did all the ones for, for Diakon, obviously. Yep, yep. Um, so, so that, I think that was the second semester of my third theology year. Okay. Um, so that would have been like baptism. So you do practice baptisms mm -hmm, like with a baby doll, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? You're yes, like yes. smudging oil on a baby doll's head, uh, with like fake parents and everything. And, um, and then we did, uh, marriages. So I fakely married somebody, you know, uh, as long as they didn't consent, it wasn't, it that's wasn't right. Valid. That's right. Well, I think for a uh, while, the, 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 there was one of the secretaries at the seminary oh, yeah, who was, yeah. who was, who's always, who was always, <laughs> who's always getting married to someone. <laughs> yes, yes. She's, <laughs> a good unquote, sport. Air quotes She's a good sport. And then, um, and then, um, uh, funerals, funerals. So, you know, like you don't have to have a mass for a funeral. So, and mm -hmm. actually over the summer I did do one mass uh, or excuse me, I did not do a mass, <laughs> did not do a mass. Important um, clarifier. He has not said any masses. <laughs> no, I've said no masses. I did one funeral without a mass. So that, that did come in handy. Um, but next semester we'll do the practicums or the practices for, um, confession, obviously for mass and yeah. then the anointing of the sick. So you yep. just kind of go through that ritual with the priest who's in charge and, you know, practice actually doing the ritual and, and praying the prayers mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. you know, get feedback and kind of learn how to do it. Yes. You know? Yes. So all the, all those other, there are all of those practical things for it. 
how how is like how are you like spiritually preparing for this? Like how is mm-hmm. it different than diaconate? Because obviously we have all these like big steps in our life, especially as like friars, you take like temporary vows and you kind of prepare for that in one way, and then then solemn vows like the big commitments, you prepare yeah. for that, yeah. and then obviously diaconate, like you're you're already a cleric, so yeah. you've kind of made that big step that. There's no take backs. You're, you will be a celibate man for the rest of your life. That's right. In the eyes of Mother Church, that That's you right. are canonically obligated to pray the litter of the G hours. So there's obviously kind of some of those obligations stuff mm-hmm. that you've already experienced, but then obviously uh, this next step is still a big step. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I've kind of learned I could have like a plan for how I'm going to prepare spiritually for something. Yes. Yes. Especially when it's like something like a, a, a new step in, in uh, either religious life or. Um, you know, orders, you know, getting ready for priesthood. Yeah. I think this time I'm just kind of like, um, I very much is just, just leaving that in the hands of the Lord, mm-hmm. you know? Um, uh, but practically it, it has been, you know, I had a lighter semester, so, you know, I'm trying to find some more extra time for prayer Yeah, just to see what else the Lord might want to, you know, mm-hmm. um, bring me through or heal or grow me in or, or whatever it might be, just making myself available in that way. Yeah. Uh, but so much of it just comes through your life experience, yes. you know, like the context in which you are preparing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so much of it, like I, I either wouldn't have chosen or like, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I couldn't have, you know, thought of a better situation to really um, open me up to the Lord through that experience, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just the Lord's really shown me. Um, he's just the, he's just the one that does it, you know, um, and just we just have to make ourselves available to him. But he, he really just has been, has been doing it. Um, and any like little things that I might think of doing, yes, sometimes yes. there is something, you know, like the Lord might give a particular devotion. I know yeah. some of the guys had like particular devotion, but mm-hmm. I do feel like the Lord is just very much, um, you know, just bringing up little things here and there and just yeah. getting my heart ready for it. So that's beautiful. Just, it sounds like just, just time with the Lord, letting yeah. the Lord do the work. Cause ultimately that's what it is. You know, that we, uh, men who aspire to be priests at the end of the day, it's Jesus who does everything. And for we just, sure. Kind of the way we talk about it, we get to kind of be like the Lord's donkey. He just gets to ride around <laughs> yeah. and tell these fools where to go and do what That's he right. wants. That's right. So what was I getting? Oh, and there, is it nice also in this context too that like a lot of the discernment's kind of over? Yeah. Like at least like you discern whether or not you should take temporary vows. And then you discern if I should make this a life commitment. And then it's kind of the big thing like, well, should I be a cleric? Like, should yeah. I should I enter into this? But like a lot of that's kind of behind you now, yep. where it's like you've had already kind of the bit, you've had the life commitment, you've had the clerical thing. Mm-hmm. So did, does it seem easier in that regards as well to just kind of like enter into whatever grace the Lord has for you? Yeah, and I, I think you know, even at the beginning of my my walk with the Lord, where vocational discernment was just so central mm-hmm. um and like how much of a mistake that kind of was <laughs> yes yes <laughs> because you could make your relationship with god about your vocational discernment yes, yes and so he he very much had to just kind of bring me into a place of like like it's it's gonna come if you just grow with me you mm-hmm. know like you're gonna know what i'm asking you to do and mm-hmm. receive the grace to do it and so I think like for the last couple of years, I've, you know, by the grace of the Lord, I've been very confident in, in what he's called me to. But what I can say has changed um, with that, you know, obviously we all, even when you're ordained, there is kind of like, well, what is my ministry going to look mm-hmm. like? And what is the mm-hmm. Lord going to call me to do, you know, in my life as, yeah. as, a, as a priest and a brother? But I really do feel like um, there's just like this, this broader and, and more general call that the Lord has just been revealing to me more and more where it's like, yes, specifically my call as a friar and, and eventually, you know, as a priest, but it's in the context of love. Like it's in yeah. the context of yeah. like being a son. Yeah. And so like, it's almost like 
I don't want to say like, you know, the the priesthood's not like the call or the vocation because it is, but it's like that's in the context of like mm-hmm. a, a broader call. Yes, yes. You know, and so it's like the Lord's kind of showing me like the way in which he he desires to love me and like the way that I will particularly walk that out and receive those graces from him and, and be a son, will be as a friar and a priest, but like just really embracing that general call to yeah. to receive his love. You know, that general call, like like Sinterest says, like my vocation is love, you know. No, I think that's a really good. I think it's a really good word. I, even in my own experience of discernment, the Lord, you know, I was like freaking out about. I'm like, the Lord's be a priest. And yeah. I very much felt the Lord say, like, "Hey, like, calm down. Yeah, like, just do what I want you to do today. And if ten years from now I want you to be a priest, mm-hmm. and it will happen. Yeah. And I think that is a beautiful thing too, just for even anyone listening to that. A lot of times in discernment, we can get so caught up in that. I think, and then also not only like in like spinning the wheels and trying to figure it out, and like you're kind of missing it mm-hmm. to a certain degree. And then also to your point too, like it really is like the more you grow in the relationship with the Lord, that like the the more effective you'll actually be and whatever the Lord is calling you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really beautiful. Yeah. Very beautiful. And so then what do you, what are you looking forward to the most about being a priest? That is a loaded question. Um, the cake that I mean, you get to get after yes, the ordination. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the cake and the, the, the presents and... No, it's, it's, um, I mean, obviously, you know, the sacraments being able to, to, to bring the people, the sacraments, but mm-hmm. I do think, I don't know the the thing that has always drawn me to priesthood is like, like, what does it mean to be in person at Christie? Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? No like, does. what does it mean to be so closely, <laughs> so closely associated <laughs> we with Christ it. that like, that you are in the person of Christ when you are, you are a priest, you know, not even yeah. just doing the sacraments. It's like, once you're ordained, like you just know that priestly character, you have a character, yeah. it's an ontological change that you're never the same. Mm-hmm. So I really think just like, well, what does that mean? Like for, for intimacy and relationship with the Lord, yeah. you know? So that's really yeah. what I'm, what I'm looking for. Yes, yes, you know? yes. Like, what does that even look like? So that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then if you, if, if you had to give anyone any advice about like discerning a call to the priesthood, making it to the priesthood, like. Maybe someone's listening who has like, oh, I know this guy or this cousin yeah. or this son or whatever. What, what advice would you give a young man um, who maybe is just beginning that like just had a conversion, just beginning their kind of their own journey with the Lord? Yeah. And and what would you say to them? Yeah, I would say, I mean, a little bit of what I said before about myself, but, you know, like pay attention to the little movements in your heart. Obviously, yeah. you know, if there's yeah. something there, I know that there was a seed planted very early in my heart that really was that it was a seed that mm-hmm. had to grow through a lot of weeds and a lot of junk yes you know? yes um but again like the the lord is more concerned about you knowing how loved you are you knowing who you are in his eyes um and you discovering who he is yeah um then he is even about you like like just grabbing onto this thing that mm-hmm. is a vocation mm-hmm. because it's it can so easily become a way for for us to find value in the eyes of the Lord mm-hmm. where that value is already there. Yeah. And so like uh, just growing in relationship with him, like he just wants to reveal himself to, to the person. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wants you to know that, that you are seen and known and loved as you are. Um, and that you have that freedom to respond yeah. that it's not like this. It's not like this burdensome thing where like, if I don't say yes, like the Lord's not going to love me anymore or something like that. Now, obviously, if you don't say yes, there's certain blessings that the Lord has <laughs> yes. for you that you're not going to receive. So that is a reality. But 
but the call comes with freedom and the response is supposed to be in freedom. And that only comes from, from growing in relationship with the Lord and receiving the Holy spirit in a deeper way. And the second thing I would say is like, like get as close to our lady as you can. <laughs> yeah, that definitely. <laughs> like definitely. Give, give everything to our lady, um, your prayer, your, your vocation, your discernment, your, your highs, your lows, your, your wounds, your brokenness, you know, whatever it is. And just really entrusted to the mother just to, to bring all of that stuff to Jesus for you. Because she'll do it perfectly when we cannot, you know. No, I think if you talk to any friar at a certain point, Our Lady will be brought up in almost any oh, situation. Absolutely. Whatever you're going through, she's absolutely. usually kind of the answer. I'm not here if she didn't, <laughs> yes. didn't take me under her way. Amen. You know? so, Amen. Yeah. Very beautiful. Well, we'll switch gears a little bit. So, to my classmate. Yes. <laughs> so, Brother Lawrence, what have you been up to? So I've been on a pastoral year this year um, teaching at a St. Peter's Indian Mission Catholic High School. Um, we actually started a new high school. So right now it's the only high school on the reservation. Super exciting. Yeah. So yeah, what, yeah. Exa- what, do you mean, what exactly is a pastoral year? Let's start so there. great question. Um, so a pastoral year is whenever you uh, take a year, um, uh, like take a break basically from studying and you just do ministry for a year. So okay. it kind of... Uh, you learn a lot about how to do ministry and it's also, yeah, just, you know, a break from studying and stuff. Like kind of a practical of seeing what life potentially might be like as like a priest or. Absolutely. Very nice. Absolutely. Yeah. And so what are you teaching? So I'm teaching uh, algebra one and scripture and cabinet making. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Very diverse. <laughs> and it's all to freshmen. So yes, it's very cool. Um, we have, uh, I think, 14 freshmen right now. And yeah, it's uh, next year we'll have sophomores and we'll build the high school up uh, that way. So super exciting. Oh, yeah. So what's your favorite class. class to teach? Oh, that's a really great question. Uh, they each have their they each have their good things about them. I yes. mean, very different subjects. Very yes, different. All subjects. very different. Yeah. I mean, like there's really like a lot of fulfillment and like teaching them about the Lord and stuff like that. I think algebra is maybe the easiest one to do class prep for. <laughs> and then woodworking is just fun to work with, you know, yes. wood tools and, you know, do that. And so, I mean, they each have their own. What are you making in the, in like the wood shop class? So the kids are making uh, their own nightstands that the school is actually uh, donating cool. uh, the money for them to keep the nightstands. So oh, that's pretty oh, wow. cool. it's very nice. Yeah. It's about 250 bucks a pop. So yeah. have the kids like been enjoying that? I think they really have. They So we teach them several different career classes. So we're teaching them uh, woodworking. We're teaching them a culinary for cooking. And we're also teaching them auto mechanics. And God willing, there's also going to be a welding uh, at the end, like the fourth quarter. And so each quarter they switch what they've been uh, taking. Cool. Yeah. And so each of them, like they're loving each of these classes. Like they're just thrilled, you know, like we already have like a kid who's like, I think I want to be a mechanic for life. And okay. like, these other, you know, my guys, you know, with the... Yes. The the power tools, they're loving it. And so, <laughs> it, you know, it's, yeah, the p- people loving the cooking. So, so had, had the kids had any experience like running power tools, hammering and nails? Um, some of them had a little bit of experience, probably not the safety roles. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then a lot of them, it's brand new, you know? Um, yes. So it's actually very cool to be able to teach the kids that. And it's also, you know, it's kind of funny. I'm telling them like, you know, I never got the safety roles taught to me, but I'm going to teach them to you. <laughs> so that yes, way, yes. you know, if you always follow these, then you shouldn't have to worry about getting hurt. So it's kind of like a, a very nice thing. No, and it is, it is because I've, I've had the privilege of being over there when you've been teaching that class and stuff. And it is a full functioning workshop. There's a miter saw, a table saw. <laughs> oh yeah. 
yeah. There's all these DeWalt power tools. It's pretty. It's a pretty sweet setup they got over there. It really makes is. me a little jealous. I'm like, well, we can maybe use some of these over in the fryer. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Because yes. it's also the uh, maintenance shop or the maintenance room or whatever for yeah. all the uh, the guys, the crew that keep uh, St. Peter's together. You know, they're mm-hmm. the fizz plant and stuff. So. It's pretty cool. And so then obviously you've obviously you've had interaction with the youth on the reservation before, like you've done youth groups, you've, you've talked to them, you know, after Sunday masses and stuff. How do you feel like it's different kind of taking on the role of like being a teacher, but also just you're spending so much more time with these kids than, yeah. than any other friar. I mean, every day, Monday through Friday from like eight to basically four, you're around these kids. How, how has that been? Um, so it's really great. I actually have more of an opportunity to actually develop a relationship with them, um, Mm -hmm. just from spending that much time with them. And I've actually kind of just like really fallen in love with these kids. Like it's really beautiful, beautiful, like that I just kind of have like a fatherly love for them. And I think that's also connected to the fact that like I'm in final vows with the Lord. So I'm kind of like in my like spousal relationship with, with the Lord. And like, so there's kind of like that fatherly thing. So it's, yeah, it's, it's been really uh, beautiful. They're, they're, they're wonderful kids and stuff. So yes. yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. And like, you can see they've already grown, you know, and it's only been half a year. You oh, know? That's so and, cool. Um, yeah, it's really neat. Yeah. 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 That's wonderful. So have, have there been any like particular challenges too? Just sure. Well, really, I mean, I usually, um, have been working tons and tons, like being a student, but like, yes. it's funny, this is even busier <laughs> being a teacher, <laughs> a first year teacher. So I was never trained as a teacher. Um, I have a bachelor's degree, so I'm all legal. Don't worry. Um, but um, yeah, but it's all above the, board here. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> I know. But um, yeah. So, but just the amount of like classroom prep and stuff, like, or yeah. I'm not classroom prep, class prep. Um, as a first year teacher, I basically have to, you know, put all that mm-hmm. stuff together and, um, you know, just literally just like form the whole thing. So that's been a uh, very busy. So I'm trying to learn ways to spend less time and still do a good job and. Yeah. So, um, that's probably the biggest challenge to be honest. Um, but yeah, and just learning how to teach in a way that kids actually like receive it. Like for example, I started off with my scripture class, just lecturing and you know, that's, that's what my (laughs) college teachers do, but that's, you know, that doesn't really work. You know, you're supposed to like give them like a little bit of information and then like, you know, okay, do an activity or something for them to digest it and actually work with the information before you feed them a little more, you know? So it's, you know, yeah. So it's been like, I've, I've adapted to that. And, um, it actually, that seems to work pretty good now. So I've actually learned a lot that I think can be applicable for homilies too and stuff. Yes. They even say like, you know, with your introduction, connect it to something they already know, because then like that helps the brain to remember it and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but then like expand upon it. And anyways, there's all this, like, there's people that have thought through teaching so much, like every little thing you do can make a difference, yeah. you know, like even as much as like saying the directions that you want them to do in the right order. So instead of saying like, you know, open to page 34 in your books, say open your books and turn to page 34, you know, and like, okay, that, yeah, little things like, like that. Yeah. There's so much that like teachers have really dialed in over the years that like, that's cool. Yeah. 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 And I, I, I only know the tip of the iceberg, you know, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Just, just what I can do a little bit learning on the fly, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty, pretty neat. Yeah. So very valuable. Yeah. yeah. So where, where have you seen the Lord working as you've been teaching? Sure. Um, well, I mean, <laughs> with my own self, I mean, just definitely like learning to really depend on the Lord because I'm just like, okay, <laughs> here we go. You know, and sometimes, I'm, yeah, anyways, yeah, uh, yeah, just re- really realizing my own whatever the poverty that I just really need him and need Our Lady too. Yeah. Um, 
she's been really, uh, really, really helpful. Um, even as much as like, okay, trying to, I just ask our lady, like, what should I do with this time I have right now? <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause like, yeah, that's yeah. Um, so that's been really, really helpful. Um, just to really like depend on them more. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, I mean with our kids and stuff, I mean, it was neat. There was, um, one Friday where I had them like read about Eucharistic miracles and stuff and like yeah. write a little summary. And, uh, like, you know, it, I showed, there were three of them that, you know, there was pictures from that they did the scientific test and stuff. And one of the pictures was from Mexico in 2006, I think, mm-hmm. or maybe it was anyways, I forget. I'm getting confused yeah. in my head, but anyways, it like showed like one of the pictures is like, you know, a ciborium full of hosts of the Lord. And then one of them like has like blood on it for like, you know, Jesus's blood. And like one of the kids saw it and he's like, oh my gosh, like this is real. I'm like, yeah, it's real. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so that was pretty cool. And and that's that particular student has like been like acing the class now. So I think it's wow. like oh, really wow. cool that's that really like, yeah, I think the faith really mm. went into his heart. And now he's like, you know, it just it matters so much more to him, you know Thanks what I mean? God. So yeah, that's really cool. And it's also beautiful to like see like some of these kids' faith, like already, even like without me, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that they're really mm-hmm. like they're serious about the Lord and you know, yeah, no, it's, oh, it's, it's really be- it is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's interesting too. To, Cause you pointed out something, you know, really profound too, like just kind of ex- this experience of being a father mm-hmm. and, uh, and like how important it is for these kids too. Oh, cause yeah. obviously there's been like teaching sisters there and like the sisters are absolutely incredible. They're wonderful. Um, they, they've been keeping it alive, going strong. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. We love the sisters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But there is something about having like a male presence. Oh, yeah. And like, and not only a male presence, but like a male religious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then also being in the classroom is so important for those kids. And Absolutely. then I, just because I, I, I do the youth groups there and I kind of bop around of the classroom so I could just kind of get to observe. Um, but it is really beautiful seeing you like interact with the kids. Yeah. And, uh, cause Lawrence is the most sweet and like charming guy. He's always got a uh, smile. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like there could be a tendency to like, maybe with kids would like take advantage of that or whatever it is, but like, they really do, uh, seem to respect you. And I remember even initially when I first came down, like they're like some of the girls, I like, couldn't even get them to talk to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they would like take like brother Lawrence aside, like Lawrence is already in. I'm like, okay, yeah, I yeah, got a long yeah. ways to go, but Lawrence is in deep. I know, I know. <laughs> no, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just even just the amount of time you get to spend with them. Yes. You know, yes. Really builds that relationship. Was well, there yeah. anything else you want to leave the people with of your time with St. Peter's? Huh? I mean, we'll certainly pray for us. I mean, it's just like everything we need prayers. Yes. Um, hmm. Anything else I want to say? Um, I think it's just really been like kind of I, what it makes me think of is we watched this Mother Teresa movie mm-hmm. where like the Lord just kind of arranging the circumstances around her to yeah. like make his will happen. And it's kind of like she's just in the middle of it and she's just like, okay, you know, like yes. there's people just like coming up, like we need a plane ticket. And then like people just come up and like donate a plane ticket to her. You know what I mean? And like, mm-hmm. so it's kind of been like an experience like that with this high school. Like we really believe it's God's will. And the Lord really has been like arranging things to like make it happen. And I stuff. mean, even so, you being on a pastoral year, cause yeah. they needed teachers. Like there's a, like even like your own oh, little man. part in that too, or like it just kind of worked out that way. And Oh, it's very providential. Yes. Well, yes. Also like, yeah, this is really good for my, for, like I, this is a necessary part of my formation for the priesthood. Like yes. even learning to be like, you know, in the father role like that. And like even learning how to 
I don't know, for my own self, like correct people while still being charitable. Yes, and like, yes. That's really important. And that's, you know, that's a great area. The Lord's been it's also there. beautiful too, that you acknowledge like how hard it is. Like it's a lot more work. Than, oh, you know, like, yeah. um, but like you still see the Lord's will in it. Oh, definitely. Oh, um, definitely. Which is like really beautiful. Cause a lot of times, yeah. like we can find ourselves in situations where we're like, I don't even know if I should be doing this. Like I'm really overwhelmed. <laughs> like sure. this is a terrible idea. Sure. And then for you to be on the other side of it and be like, you're like, while this is really difficult, like I still like am in God's will. And then beautifully too, oh, the way yeah. you said it too, that, that kind of surrendering a team and we're like, just being like, mama, I don't know what, like, what do I do right now? Help oh me. yeah. Help me. Oh, for reals, for reals. One of my favorite prayers. I know, right? <laughs> no, for real. Help me. Help me. No, for real. Yeah. No, no, it's been beautiful. And that's one of the gifts of like religious life too, that like through the vow of obedience, like I know. You know, whatever it is they're going to ask, as long as it's not against faith and morals, is the will of God. <laughs> yes. You yes. know, so like they could make a decision that's objectively not the best decision. And that's like between them and the Lord. But then for me, it is the will of God for me to do that. So it's really easy. <laughs> no, there's there's many times where I walk in a situation totally unprepared. Yeah. But they're like, hey, I need you to go do this thing. And I'm like, OK. Yeah. And I do take <laughs> tremendous consolation. And like, well, this is God's will. So I know it, yeah. it's going to work out somehow. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he'll give you the grace to do <laughs> that's it. You right, know? That's right. it's, it's really a good. <laughs> oh yeah and then you know i'll obviously add it on to that i can see you know all these goods that we're talking about yes, too. so yes. it's you know that's always that's also nice because you know sometimes you see that and sometimes you don't you know like you can see clearly what the lord's doing versus sometimes you know yes, we don't always yes. get that so mm-hmm. yeah. well well praise god we're coming to the end of our of our podcast time sure. to be with all of you um, and so please keep Deacon Elijah in your prayers as he prepares for the priesthood and in yeah, this yes, year yes. of school for, for Brother Lawrence. And hopefully you got a, a sense or a little taste of, of the, the inner workings in life that Deacon Elijah and Brother Lawrence have been living <laughs> uh, while they're down here with us. But we always end with a very important question. So everyone get very serious. Oh, no. Take a deep breath. All the smiles should be gone. <laughs> and what it what was your favorite Christmas gift that you've ever gotten oh my goodness. or what Ooh. is the favorite, however, whatever tense that should be in hmm. whatever, whatever is your favorite Christmas gift you've ever gotten or what was the favorite Christmas gift you've ever gotten. <laughs> however you say that. Wow. That is the question. <laughs> what is, what was, oh. um, do you know? I don't know about the favorite, but I have something I can think I can say. <laughs> I'm still thinking. Yeah. So it's interesting. Um, being a, a super busy teacher, I haven't like really set up my room yet in the Friary. So I was actually doing that over Christmas break. And I was kind of thinking like, it would be nice to have like a big picture of our lady in here. And like, but I'm like a poor friar and I don't, I don't know that I necessarily like want to spend community money to like get a picture of our lady. But then someone just gave me a Christmas card with some money in it. And I'm like, oh, I feel like, cause I was asking our lady, like, what should I do? Like, is this what you want? And I feel like that was kind of like the answer, like, oh, I can use this for that. So that was that's like, just today. Cool. Someone gave me a little card with it. So I'm like, wow, that's kind of like a, a answered. Prayer. Are they just so, like, go buy a picture? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that was very nice. So great glory to God and, and her. Yeah. <laughs> um, so while you think my, uh, go ahead. Yeah. My, uh, I don't know when I got it. I don't even remember opening it, <laughs> but I got this little like plastic toy semi Dude. Oh, yeah. that like that's still around to this day. <laughs> it was back when like toys lasted forever, but I I spent hours, I mean like young, I'm like three, four, really young, wow. young enough that I could actually ride on it and like scoot around yeah. on it. Uh, but oh very, wow! No, like no, big yeah. semi kind of. Yeah, like yeah, no, like pretty pretty decent size. That's awesome. Um, and so very fond memories of that little plastic semi. 
Dude. I always wanted a BB gun, but everyone always told me I'd shoot my eye out. <laughs> no, that's from a Christmas story. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's two things that come to mind. Um, and I don't know why. I don't even know if maybe maybe these were things that I was really excited to get. But the first was like a like a big boom box. Dude. Nice, dude. That you yeah. carry on your shoulder when you used to no, go break no. dancing. No, <laughs> <laughs> no you had to like plug it in. So I mean, I guess I could have carried it on my shoulder. It would have been a little awkward. But yeah, I had that thing for a long time. It was like the first time I had like a CD player, you know, like in my room. It was like a three disc changing CD player. That's pretty sweet. So I felt pretty cool about that. Probably your burnt Dude. tapes. Like back in the day. Yeah. Where you still had yes. like the tape cassette yes, slot. Yes. And yeah, I had that for a long time. And then the other thing was my dad got me like a bench press. Dude. Nice. Dude. When I was like in high school. Okay. I don't know. There was just something about getting that present where it was almost like a... Like Looks a, like from dad, a little bit yeah, of a rite of passage. Yeah, like, hey, yeah. you're becoming a man now. Yeah, yeah, He's like, okay. You, know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you go develop your chest, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but I think those two things were kind of cool, you know? Um, That's awesome. I think part of the thing with the boombox was the box was so big. For sure. So, like, even just seeing it under the tree was like, what No, there's that? something <laughs> iconic about a giant boombox, <laughs> yeah. for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but that is, that's great. And uh, we wish you all a Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry yes. Christmas. And Merry Deacon, you. would you end us with a prayer, please? Certainly. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we thank you for your love and your blessing. We thank you for the gift of Jesus uh, who comes to dwell among us, who still dwells among us. We ask that in this Christmas season, we would continue to more deeply receive the gift of our Lord, uh, that everything that he took upon himself to redeem may truly be redeemed. And we also ask for the intercession of our Blessed Mother, you dear lady who said, yes, you give your fiat that we might receive the Savior, that you would receive every grace that we need at this time. As we pray, Hail Mary, full, full of grace, grace, the Lord, Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst men, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Become Fire podcast. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit can be found online at www.becomefire.faith. That's .f-a-i-t-h. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization. If you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission, please go to www.becomefire.faith slash give. That's becomefire.faith slash give. May the Lord give you his peace. We'll see you next time.